Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey, hey, welcome back to yet another episode of A Letter to My Sister podcast. I am your host, Takara Renee, and I'm so glad that you are joining me for yet another week. And today, I decided, since Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, that this episode would be dedicated to the mothers, to the mothers that we know of and that we may see on the daily basis, and then also to the mothers that the world may not know of. First, I want to start off with the history of Mother's Day, because I actually got kind of curious about where this kind of where the idea of Mother's Day came from. Because you know, there's always some some interesting history with some of the events and days that we celebrate. What I learned about the history of Mother's Day is it's fairly new. And by new, I'm meaning like early 1900s new. (laughs) But with that, a woman by the name of Anne Reeves Jarvis, her mother passed and she decided to kind of memorialize her. So in honor of her memory, she decided to kind of create a national day to honor all mothers. And basically what she wanted to do was kind of have a day where they celebrate each other. They may, you know, bring them a gift or something, but it was really sitting around talking with other women and just kind of encouraging them with the work that they do. The interesting thing that I read is that, um, so she started this in 1907. In 1914, it was recognized nationally, and shortly after it was recognized nationally, it was then commercialized. So then it was a lot of the floral industry, the cards, and basically anyone who makes a gift had capitalized on this holiday due to the popularity of it. And so the person who created the holiday in the first place then could not stand Mother's Day because of the way that it was commercialized. And then she spent the rest of her days trying to actually remove it as being a national holiday because it completely missed the intent of what it was trying to do. I thought that was really very interesting for the history of Mother's Day. I don't know if you all knew that. That was new to news and new to me, like today years old, that uh, I learned about the history of Mother's Day. 
But what I wanted to go into just kind of um, in the intent of what Ann Jarvis wanted to create initially was recognizing the mothers for the work that they do, giving them their flowers while they are still living. So today I would like to give a shout out to all of the mothers. Shout out to my mom in particular. She had a tough job. I know I was not the easiest child. I am and still is very hard-headed. <laughs> I can kind of uh, march to the beat of my own drum when I feel like it. But I know that she did the very best that she could to raise me to be independent, to be successful, to be able to survive life under any circumstances necessary. And I certainly honor her for that because I am able to do that today. I am able to take care of myself. I'm able to provide for myself. I'm able to support myself. And quite frankly, in the in the world and in the in in the environment that we live in today, some people just are not able to do that, you know, just from whatever circumstances, not having the support that they could have needed or not having the support that they should have had when they were younger. And it's very clear to me when I see the way that other people were bought up, see the way that some things were emphasized. And in those aspects, I appreciate the upbringing that I had. I never had a a need for anything in particular. I may have wanted some things, but I certainly never went without. All of my basics and then some were covered. And even if I were to compare my life or even if I were look to look at others whose life may not have been as fortunate as mine, I had my own room, I had my own space, I had my own clothes, you know, as big as the computer was <laughs> when it came out, I had one dial up. I had one. I was still able, you know, to get on the internet. I was still able to keep up with technology. I was able to communicate with a parent who loved me. And to say that, to say that I didn't grow up to be blessed would be a complete um understatement it really would be especially when you when you go out and see actually how good you had it compared to what others may have had my mother celebrated every holiday she celebrates christmas new years my birthday thanksgiving all of it <laughs> even um you know, and, and every every parent gets to do things however they want to, but my mother was very big on traditions and even kind of letting children be children. So I did grow up believing in Santa and she did, you know, write me cards from Santa. And actually one in particular that I remember is I got a card from Santa, you know, air quotes, I got a card from Santa and it had my my name 
in all of these beautiful, like these rainbow of colors. And I was so excited that number one, Santa spelled my name correctly. That's first because a lot of people spelled it wrong. And it was in all of these colors. And Santa got me a card and Santa wrote me a letter and, you know, all those things. And, and, you know, um, Easter just passed and my mother used to make sure that we, we boiled the eggs. We colored the eggs. We put stickers on the eggs. We put the eggs in a little plastic case. And then we would go out. We would do all that. She would go out and hide the eggs <laughs> then we would run in the backyard. We, as in me and maybe my cousin, would go out in the backyard and go find all them eggs <laughs> that we just boiled. <laughs> but again, I appreciate that my mom still kept the traditions of of these holidays and she was clear to make them fun. And even till this day, she still makes sure that she's one of the first people to call me on my birthday. She still sends me cards. She still sends me birthday gifts. And I recognize that that is still, that may not necessarily be common still in a lot of parental type relationships. And even, you know, for some, I've, I've heard some parents say, hey, I got them to 18 and that's what I was required to do. 18 and done. But I do appreciate that my mother still allowed me the space. And I do know that even today, if I needed to come back home for a reason, she would let me. Now, of course, there will be a time frame on that as far as how long. But I certainly know that the door is absolutely, absolutely open. If I needed to borrow money, we would probably need to have a discussion about my budget and what I'm doing with my money and why I don't have money. But I think that I, I would still be supported in what I needed as long as I didn't come to her with some foolishness like saying, well, I'm trying to buy the latest outfit or I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. So I certainly appreciate my mother for for what she did for me. It was a little hard for me just, you know, um, moving around every, every few years. But again, she still made sure that I was celebrated wherever we went. So even if she invited her own friends over, we would have a party. Literally, her friends were my friends. I didn't know any better when I was younger. Like, eh, it's probably not appropriate to be <laughs> calling these people, you know, 30, 40 years older than you were or whatever. Call them your friends because clearly they're they're there for your mother. But, <laughs> but I consider them my friends too because I moved around so much. They Her friends were, was like the only constant that I had in my life. And they took me on. Quite a few of her friends took me on as like, their own, their own family members. So many allowed me to, um, stay at their house. So many of them took me to church with them. So many of them would even just call me once I moved away. They would even call me just every once in a while to, to check up on me. And again, that's all thanks to my mother. So again, shout out to my own mother honoring you on 
this uh, precursor to Mother's Day. The other group of women that I wanted to recognize are those whose mothers may no longer be here. And I know that for, for some of you, Mother's Day comes with some difficulty because your mother is no longer here. And of course, I cannot say that I relate completely. I can say that I relate to an extent because my, well, neither one of my grandmothers are still living, but there was one in particular that I was extremely close to. And for me, she was like my second mother. So she was one of those people that would receive a phone call from me for sure, for sure on Mother's Day. And what I try to do to celebrate is, again, the intent of Ann Jarvis. I do things that would be in honor of her. I do things that would make me remember her and what she would possibly do for Mother's Day. And so that's kind of what I encourage you to do. I mean, if you're sad, it's okay to be sad. I think that we should feel all of our feelings. Sometimes we stuff them down so much that we don't want to think about it. But I think we have to get to a point where we can acknowledge that we're sad. We can acknowledge that we feel away, but we can still do that and not let it take control over us and not let that emotion overtake us. But we feel it for the moment that we have it. We recognize it. And then we do whatever it is that we think will honor them. If your mother liked to celebrate by cooking or bringing people over or having the family over, then maybe that's something that you can do. Of course, we're in COVID now. (laughs) So might want to limit the number or even be creative. And everyone cooks together over a Zoom call or everyone sits down and they eat dinner together over Zoom and everybody just kind of talk about old times or even if you want to talk about fun memories that you had over the Zoom, then maybe you can do that. If your mother was a gardener and she had like a super green thumb like my other grandmother did, then maybe you can go out and plant something or maybe you can go out and tend to a garden. My my granny, as I called her, she she had this thing for elephant ears and the woman could grow some plants like nobody's business. And I used to, you know, I used to say, granny, you have a green thumb, but my thumb is brown because I, <laughs> I tend to kill all plants. And I'm just thoroughly convinced that if anybody buys me a plant, they just really don't like me because I'm not that successful at keeping plants alive. I just I am not, okay? I I barely kept a cactus alive. I was so proud of myself that I kept the aloe vera plant alive for six months. And as the seasons changed, of course, I didn't realize that I needed to change the way that I was watering the plant. Then I think I was watering it too much and then it started to lean. And I called the person who gave it to me because I knew she spent all of this time growing this plant to give it to me. And she was like, well, just sit it outside in the sun. Maybe it needs to dry out. And listen, everything just went downhill from there. So just please know, if you know me personally, don't don't stress me out like that. Don't, don't, uh, (laughs) don't buy me any plants, okay? None whatsoever. 
But I honor you today. I remember you on this day. My thoughts are with you. My prayers are with you as well. So the last category that I want to recognize is the mothers who are missing their children, who are missing the voice of one of their children, but also those mothers where the world cannot see that you are one because maybe your one and only child passed in utero or your one and only child just for whatever reason did not survive the birthing process. I want to recognize both of you. I want to first recognize the mother who's just missing the voice of one of her children. And again, my thoughts and my prayers go out to you as well, because I know that all mothers have a very special bond with their child from the moment, essentially, that they find out they're pregnant, because you start doing the best that you can from that very moment to take care of something that's growing inside you. You start to eat better. You try to move a little bit more. You make sure that you're taking your vitamins, your minerals, your nutrients. And as you see your child start to develop, and then as you look down and you see that your belly is starting to grow and you have every single last one of those memories with you. And so I recognize that for you today might be bittersweet because there's a voice that you knew, there's a voice that you became accustomed to that you may no longer hear today. And then for the mother who did not even have the opportunity to hear the voice, I especially recognize and honor you today because I do realize that this can be an extremely difficult day because you may not have pictures You may not have a voice to remember, a voice to go by. Maybe all you have is the name that you had for your child and that's it. Maybe, depending on where you were in your birthing process, maybe you have the certificate, maybe you have the little footprint that they give you and the the angel box that the hospitals sometimes provides, but my heart especially goes out to you on this very day because I recognize that sometimes you can be bombarded from the constant emails to the commercials to the things that come in the mail just saying, oh, make sure you don't You don't forget to buy your mom some flowers or send your mom this teddy bear or chocolate. And I know that sometimes, let me not say that I know, but I feel like that can be a a painful reminder for you, especially if it was something that you really wanted, because I do know that there are a lot of women who try for years to conceive and then they finally do conceive and tragically things just don't turn out the way that they wanted them to. So I wanted to honor you today because I feel like we don't, I feel like these are the group of women that we don't necessarily talk to enough. And I had a conversation 
with one of my friends and I had to ask her, what would you like me to say to you on this day? Do you feel do you feel a particular way? What are your emotions like? And I think sometimes we are too afraid to have those conversations because we don't want somebody to feel bad. We don't exactly know how to approach the conversation to even start with in the first place. But I think sometimes you just got to open your mouth and you just have to ask the question because we can think that we know what someone is thinking, but until you ask, that's when you know for sure. Because we can have the very best intentions in the world and still make that person feel horrible. And there may be some people that absolutely don't want to be recognized. And then there may be some that absolutely do want to be recognized. And I think that we need to take that into consideration as well. So on this day, I just wanted to give an ode, give honor, give recognition to every single last mother. Even if you are not a mother yet, or if you have no desire to be a mother, but you are a mother figure to somebody, then I honor you today as well. Because there are so many children who just need to know that someone cares. There's so many people out here that just need someone that they can look up to. And if you are happily fulfilling that role, then kudos to you because we need more people like you in this world as well. And for those that are not mothers, but are like myself who want to be, then my thoughts go out to you as well. Because I know that sometimes, especially if you have been waiting for a while, we can start to become impatient or we can start to feel a certain kind of way just depending on how you viewed motherhood and how you view motherhood as you were growing up and how you view it today. So uh, what do they call it? Baby dust? (laughs) Baby dust to all the women out there who eventually want to become mothers. Baby dust to all of those who are trying to conceive and want to expand their family. Baby dust to all of those who are even suffering from secondary infertility. Those that could get pregnant easily the first time, but have really been struggling the second time. Prayers out to you as well. Many blessings, many blessings, many blessings in overflowing abundance to every single woman who has made an impact on the lives of the children that absolutely need her. So again, happy Mother's Day to all of you as you wrap up your final plans, as you get your final gifts together, as you look for that one card that says all the words that you wanted to say. I hope that everyone out here has a fantastic Mother's Day, either celebrating you, celebrating your mother, or just merely honoring those that you love who have made an impact on you and or the lives of 
your children, and just anyone that you touch on this day. If you have enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. Feel free to leave a review. And until next time, bye.